Hi, and welcome to Why Did I Write That, a weekly podcast where two friends read each other's bad creative writing. I'm Dana. And I'm Anjali. Let us begin. Quick recap. Snow White mm-hmm. is there. <laughs> and she's a, a harlot. And the stepmother is sleeping with the lawyer. I'm just about to recap chapter three. You don't need the whole story. Just yeah, chapter so, three. Okay. You you've listened to both chap. You've listened to chapters one, two, and three. I have not listened to any of them since we recorded them. So I literally need a recap to remember what is happening. Okay, so go through what you need to. Okay, all right. So the lawyer was Australian. Okay, that was and- your choice, not a story choice. Okay. <laughs> what else happened? She hired assassins. And Snow White went to Transylvania, and she... Nope, went- they're located in Transylvania, the oh, whole story. Shit. okay. <laughs> so the story is located in Transylvania. We find that out in Chapter 2, because Chapter 1 is all about setting the scene for the, the social dynamic between Snow White and her stepmother, which is fraught with drama and strife. Um, <laughs> then Snow White is like, whoa, I'm feeling real angsty tonight. And so she goes for a walk. Good job. Yeah, good memory. Yes, thank you. She goes for a walk, and then she finds the dude whose voice is like this. That guy. Do you want me to say his name or you want to keep going? Wait, wait. Let me see if I can remember. Mark? Matt? No. no. Jack? John? No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Frank. Basically. Frank. <laughs> I knew it was a name like that. <laughs> okay. So she goes and she meets Frank. And Frank is like, yo, like, I won't kill you if you can be my sex slave. And so then she goes back to their house. Mm-hmm. I think they kiss pretty intensely. So then she's like, well, I guess I have to marry him now or something like that. Mm, not quite, but sure. No, no, that was the stepmother, not, no? Who was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I slept with him once, so I have to marry him. I have no choice. I mean, that was more or less like our interpretation of the literature, but yeah. That's literally what it said. Like, not, that was a sentence. Not like, literally, but it's in there. It's, it's in there. It's in here. Wait, wait, it's in yeah, there. wait, wait. I'm going to find it to you. Wait. It was, it's too late, she'd already slept with him. There we go. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. It is my favorite line in chapter one. (laughs) It might be the best line of the whole story. Don't say that. I'm sure there are many more gems. Oh, okay. So then we spent the whole of chapter three was meeting all the characters, one of whom was Johnny Depp, who was the creepy one. Yes. Because young Dana had amazing foresight. Apparently. She was psychic. She knew all along that Johnny Depp was just super creepy, even when... I had a crush on him probably at the time. Which is even weirder is that Dana had a crush on him at the time Uh. she wrote this. I wrote this. So, was it like... So, I don't know. I don't... I don't know my logic of why I made him kind of villainous, actually. I'm not sure why. But I'm going to go with Amazing Foresight. All right. So, back to this recap. So, yeah. So, they meet all of the guys. What Mm. else do you remember? It's a terrible recap. (laughs) I mean, she makes out with a couple of them. All of them. Pretty much, except for Johnny. All right. And the reason she makes out with all of them is because they want to see... It's like an interview, basically, to see if she can be their sex slave. Yes, correct. All right. And there's a dude who I give a southern accent to who really <laughs> liked her. And they kind of had this unspoken bond. Their eyes were kind of locking across the room. It was like, zing, kind of, you know? But Johnny Depp was very... What's the word I'm looking for? Very hesitant. Yes. Yes. Okay. So... And I don't remember where... Okay, we left off with them just agreeing. Yes. Okay. Well, I think we left off with them all having a group hug, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I remember 
about that now. I remember specifically you saying, I didn't. I can't believe young Dana thought a group of men would resolve this with a group hug. Yeah. Yes. I still can't. But you know what? That's very progressive and very... What's the word I'm looking for? So, for those of you who cannot see, Anjali is just grasping her hands together like she is holding them. Okay. Like, no. coming together. Yes, there we go. No, I was like... Oh, also, mm-hmm. I would like it to be known that after deep searching on IMDb land, I did find out who the mysterious Jake was. It is Jake Richardson, who is some random actor that I know nothing about. But Hang on, well, this is the Jake that one of the gnomes, no, vampires faked <laughs> on, right? One of the gnomes. <laughs> yes. Okay. One of the vampires, the one who's named Jake, is named for Jake Richardson, but not the actor in general. Very, very specifically, the aesthetic given to him by the costume and wardrobe department and makeup department in the movie Hankman's Curse. So very, very specifically, Jake Richardson and Hankman's Curse is Jake in this story. Which we are going to watch next weekend. Hopefully. At some point. Maybe. Who knows if it's next weekend. So, I'm going to start reading, okay? Okay. Okay. Chapter 4. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I, I was not expecting this. I don't know what it says. <laughs> Snow serviced the vampires for a year without any problem. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Easy breezy. I'm so glad I just jumped us a year ahead in time. <laughs> I'm so glad also. But I'm also sad that we missed all the juicy sex scenes. Oh, there's no sex scenes. There's no sex scenes? No. Or is it just... Is, it, is this tasteful smut? <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty sure this is emo Dana's sex fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, clearly that's what it is. Healthy. But the fact that Yay. I... Didn't write any sex scenes despite how much sex I have going in it. I'm not sure was like just me not knowing how to write them or me trying to be tasteful. I'm just gonna start from the beginning. Okay. Alright. Snow serviced the vampires for a year without any problem. She found that they each need her in their own way. Josh just loved to talk to her. Sure, they would fool around, but mostly they had deep intellectual conversations that really created this bond between them. Snow felt like she could tell Josh anything. Jake was completely different. He only called on her for sex. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, that is what she's in the house for, so... Yeah. I mean, it's, what, it's what was in her job description when she signed, when she signed the contract. Yeah. yeah. Jared would talk to her, too. They never did more than kiss, if any, if they did at all. Snow developed more of a best friend bond with Jared. Though she never said anything, Snow believed that Jared was secretly seeing someone. My prediction is that he's seeing one of the boys in the house. <laughs> so I don't know when I should do this, but um, a couple things have happened now, both in this chapter and the last chapter, that... Or reminding me of some context stuff. Okay. So I don't know if you want the context now or at the end of the chapter. Tell us the context. Okay. So I don't know. You probably don't remember. But when she met all the vampires last chapter, one of them says something like, Oh, yeah, there's werewolves. I met one named Syrian. Or something like that, whatever his name was. Mm. 
And then there is now this, the, like, Jared may be secretly seeing someone. So... Is he a werewolf? No. Okay. Um, is he a werewolf also? No. Can you be a vampire? Okay, only, <laughs> probably only in Vampire Diaries. Okay. But when me and my friends, how I think I said in the very beginning, we each kind of all picked, like, a Disney princess to be, I forgot that... It wasn't just me writing these stories. We all were writing our own story for our own, like, character that we had picked. But they all were some sort of, like, paranormal-esque type, you know, whatever. And I remember the girl who I was friends with, who was Cinderella, asked me to write hers for her. So that will come into play, because I actually do have the Cinderella story I wrote. Crossovers, essentially. So they're crossovers. Fabulous. Yeah. But I don't have the Siren werewolf story because I didn't write that one. That was my friend. It was Beauty and the Beast. Ah, he's a. That makes sense that he would be like. That's a good kind of segue. Yeah. Like a good. Yeah, I think so. Very creative. All right. To continue. Johnny didn't talk to her at all. If he needed her, it was to apply Neosporin to his wounds. Specifically, Edward Scissorhands joined up, and Edward Scissorhands is covered in all those scars from the scissors. Is that what went on her Ida does for him in the movie? She puts Neosporin on him? I thought... No, the mom puts makeup on him. Okay. Alright. She would ask him questions, though, and he always answered, as long as they weren't about him. Because he's creepy in the villain, because turns out he's... I mean, that's that's only 2018 did it knowing things. Alright, okay. In retrospect, he's the villain. In okay. retrospect. In hindsight. Not Enva, Johnny. <laughs> Enva was the real victim all along. <laughs> okay. He always answered as long as they weren't about him. That's how she found out everything she wanted to know about the other guys. Johnny would tell her. If she asked about him, though, he would scream, that's none of your business, and kick her out of the room. Johnny's really touchy, yo. Sonny and Frank needed her for everything. She became their maid. Well, more of a maid with benefits. <laughs> she became friends with both of them and never minded helping out, except for when it came to cleaning. Okay, but if she's a maid Thing- with benefits... That would imply that she does the cleaning. Yeah, okay. Vampires could be so messy and dried blood was sometimes hard to get out. That's true. The trick is cold water. I mean, cold water, um, hydrogen peroxide. Also, if you soak anything in OxyClean, mm-hmm. just like tub of OxyClean water, just let it sit there. Mm-hmm. Magic. Yeah. But 14-year-old Dina didn't know these things. No, no, no. Mac was the most fun, though. He never really called on her to do anything. He just wanted to hang out with her. They'd go see movies, go for walks, watch television together. It didn't matter. Wait, how can she go out in public? She's pronounced dead. I mean, she can change her hairstyle. Okay, it's like a Clark Kent Superman Because other people have purple eyes. I mean, she can wear contacts. Uh, whatever, I'm reading too much into this. Yeah, you are. Alright. Anyway, they went to the movies together and it was great. Okay? Sounds like it. Yeah. It didn't matter. As long as Matt was with Snow, he didn't care what they were doing. Of course, there were times that he had a certain activity, wink wink, in mind, (laughs) but he never pressured Snow into it. He wasn't like Jake, who would just demand it. He liked to romance her. Snow found it so sweet. I'm glad that she has like a spectrum (laughs) to choose from, so she's feeling like... So it's basically like a reverse harem situation. Yeah. 
but also like creepy kidnapping sex sex slaves. Right, like this is really romantic when you're being Stockholm syndrome. I mean, unless, but but if it's a kink, then that's fine. It's fine and healthy to have kinks. I mean, she was very very excited to stay with seven vampires. As you might recall from last I wonder chapter. If he, okay, so hang on. So I don't know if you bring it up in the story because we haven't come across it yet. Because this is the olden days, right? I No, they have phones. Oh, they do have phones. Oh, sorry. I mean, they might be a landline phone. So it's at least in the time of the landline phones. Okay. Therefore, oh, I mean, like, they have been landline phones since, like, the 1800s, right? So, yeah, who knows what time this is. I, I, I could not. Well, if they all have like, emo aesthetics, though. I mean... Like, how many people are running around with, like, lip rings back in the day? Depends. Depends. Culturally also. But these are also very basic, like, very clearly, like, white people. Oh, yeah, no, all the actors they're based on are all white. Yeah. I noticed that when we were looking them up last chapter, and I was like, cool, Dana, cool. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's who was in, and that's before we were woke. Yeah. Um, Alright. Oh, God, I forgot Matt's accent. What's his accent? I think his is a southern one, maybe. Yeah. My, my eight, nine different accents. Pick whichever one... You want to do for a while. Because we now know he's the main romantic interest. Oh, he is? Okay. Alright, let me do the accent. You want to go for a walk? Matt asked. Sure. Snow left the couch and walked outside with Matt. The moon was shining, illuminating the bridge they stood on and the lake below it. Matt had been holding Snow's hand the whole time and refused to let go. Is there some reason we're standing here? Snow asked. I really like it here, Matt mumbled so low Snow could barely hear him. I like it too, she professed, giving Matt's hand a squeeze, very romantic, cute so far. They stood there a moment, admiring the scenery, dot dot dot, and each other's company. Matt spontaneously leaned over and kissed Snow, taking her by surprise. Now normally this wasn't a big deal. Snow was the seven vampires' humbled servant. She was used to this, but something was different. There was so much passion, so much longing, so much desire, so much... Dot, dot, dot. Love. I love you, Matt whispered, stroking Snow's face. Snow's purple eyes gazed into Matt's blue ones. I love you too. Oh, and that's the end of the chapter. That is very sweet. Different <laughs> from how the last two chapters went. I know. I, I appreciated that there was not much exposition and that we actually kind of progressed plot-wise a little bit. I mean, like, not massively, but just... Well, she just fell in love with one of them. So I would I say we jumped quite a huge amount of Yeah, like distance. a year. That's oh, like, it does say a year, yes. That's like Rocky Flintstone time jumping. It's <laughs> a, a hallmark of quality writing, I would say, the time jumps. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this stuff happens, but you know what? It's it's not relevant to what I want to write. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Rocky Flintstone, together in our pavilions, drinking wine, yeah, begging these things out. Yeah, I know. Well, side of. Cider in this case. Yeah, in this case, we are drinking cider, and I wrote this, what, like 13 years ago? Mm. <laughs> Other than it being sweet, thoughts? I'm curious to see what happens. I think we were just kind of, once again, setting up relationships. I wonder how the plot progresses. I wonder when and where the werewolves come back in. I wonder 
if and when the stepmother, Enva, is going to wise up and realize that Snow White is not in fact dead because, you know, someone posts like an Instagram picture of like Coachella and Snow White is dead or something like that. We shall see. That's it for this week. If you have any questions or more importantly, any bad creative writing of your own, preferably from your younger years that you'd like for us to read on this podcast, please email us at whydidiwritethat16 at gmail.com. That's why did I write that one six at gmail.com. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time. <laughs>